Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted, well, why'd you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you had a terrible iron, or three putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a uh, Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. And I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What an absolute delight it is to welcome you live to the French Lick Resort here in French Lick, Indiana. I'm actually inside of a very historic mansion which towers over the Pete Dye course here. We're actually in what looks like to me was probably the family room at the time. There's a beautiful fireplace behind us. That shot you're looking at, if you're joining us on the television side, is looking over the golf course. As the sun rises, we have a camera set up on the sunrise as well as we're at the pinnacle of this mount. And you can see it's getting so bright already, it's already blowing out the iris on the camera. But it is such a special place. Brendan Sweeney's joining me. He's the director of golf and media and player development here at the French Lake Resort. The director of golf operations, Dave Harner, will be joining us in the program in just a little while. And we're going to be getting to a recap of everything that took place in the world of golf, which was significant in the days that just were and what we think might be significant with with our humble game today there's something going on i'm not sure if you heard me talk about it last night absolutely all right so first of all could you tell the world where we are we are high atop mount airy deep in the heart of the hoosier national forest overlooking the pete dye golf course and this mansion you now call it the pete dye mansion it it was officially called the the taggart mansion but when we built the pete dye golf course now it's the pete dye mansion as we refer to it here mr taggart was whom uh, Mr. Taggart owned the resort back in the 10s, 20s, 30s. Wow. So he was also the mayor of Indianapolis uh, and the head of the Democratic National Party. And so the the house that we're in right now, this mansion, didn't you tell me that FDR was convinced to run for president or something? It was a story. Yeah, back, was- back in 1931, uh, Taggart uh, hosted at the resort the, 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 the Democratic National Convention. So they were up here smoking cigars, drinking scotch. Probably right out there where that Probably right up. That used to be a pool right there. Um, and they convinced uh, FDR to run his candidacy here. Wow. Yeah. And then he became the longest-serving president of all time right through the Second World War. And, and it all started here. It, amazing that it all started here. So for but, us— But behind us, Pete and Alice die. Yeah, which it, it all started here for them, too, with and, in terms of, of building this incredible golf course. And the Bourne Trophy from the 2015 um, Senior PGA Championship. I didn't even notice that you put that there. Lovely. Magic, baby. That's Very nice. He makes television all yeah, the time. So Colin Montgomery won it. We have a, a big stone out there with Colin's uh, 
quote, famous quote that he put on, saying he can't believe this is in southern Indiana. Everybody, <laughs> he's played golf all around the world, and there he goes. I didn't realize that Colin Montgomery was such an authority on southern Indiana that he could make a judgment such as that. But nonetheless— but You win a million and a half bucks, you become a big fan. Yeah, quick. yeah, you could, you could make any, any judgment you want when you do that here. Absolutely. So this championship venue golf course that we are at, Pete Dye, which we're going to play with our listeners' trip tomorrow— also is married to there. That's all. There's the mansion up there on the right. You can see it uh, on, on top of the hill. <laughs> it, it, beautiful. And that doesn't even really give you the full perspective of how high up we are. We have been spending most of our days, including today at the Donald Ross course, which is what? Six miles away. I believe no, three, three miles down. down. Seven, it's kinda, se- seven minutes. It, the Donald Ross course is one go. of my favorite golf courses anywhere in the world. Full stop. It's one of my favorite anywhere. It's a 16th green right there. And so I love that our listeners, our fans, are so indulgent to me because I bring us here and we're playing round after round on this Donald Ross course because it is truly a Donald Ross museum. It is, in my view, one of the best, if not the best, Donald Ross restoration to give you an authentic Donald Ross experience. Every hole is a masterpiece. It is that good. And so I've been, and that's actually a shot from the first tee. Yeah. That's not the first that's hole. That's 10. Yeah, it's 10. But you're looking off the first tee over at 10, and you can see the way he raised all these green complexes and the landing areas, that the angles where the landing areas offset the angles of the greens, and everything is uphill. It's just absolutely brilliant. So we're going to be playing there again today. And one of the things, Brandon, we have to tell the world that happened yesterday was. My wife Donna. Oh yeah, had the round of her life. Yes, I saw. So, I saw. I caught her in the back nine. Uh, unbelievable. So, so Donna, who is what? What is your handicap? Eight, uh, Twenty-three handicap. <laughs> Just, I'm picking her for the scramble. It was one of those days where she did everything right. P- placed herself in proper position, in in other words, below the hole. And she ended up shooting. Uh, first of all, she made a birdie on the eleventh hole, which. I heard some talk about a skins game, but when Donna had a birdie in the 11th, which may stand as the only birdie of the day, everything went stone cold silence. It was silent as a tomb. With, with, two, with two bumps. Well, yeah, that, yeah, she got, she got that, a, a... That albatross. Yeah, she did. She did have that. That's true, actually. So she ended up shooting a score of 86, which for her was the, the best score that, that, that she's ever shot, to which a full credit... To, to her performance and placing the ball where she needed to and, and, the, and the putting stroke that was working for and all the rest. However, it's also a reflection of the fact that this is such a proper golf course that if you're playing well and striking the ball well, there are opportunities for you to score. And when we're talking about women's golf, it's far too often that a women's, a proper women's teeing grounds are not taken into consideration, especially with some of the older golf courses, which is just one more reflection of why I love this golf course as much as I did. It was it was one that she could play. Well, we've hosted three majors at that at that course. The Twenty about this. 24 uh, PGA Championship where Walter Hagen won it. 59 and 60 LPGA Championships. Yeah. Louis Suggs, Mickey Wright. Hello. And now we host the Symmetra Tours uh, Donald Ross Classic. It's, it's just so amazing. we're huge on women's golf. Here. It's It is amazing. And they actually have a... Uh, can I call it kind of your own Hall of Fame, or you just call it a golf museum here, with with which is brilliant, where you get to see so many women golfers celebrated. Oh, it's yeah, it's Dave Harner's. Uh, you'll be, be talking to Dave later on today, but yeah, he's his his, his little uh, uh, shrine to ladies golf, rightfully so, and, he's and got, to Donald Ross. Yeah, and to Donald Ross, and into the dyes as well, and, and particularly to Alice Dye as well. So after we get done, we have one 
fan that travels with us, and we call him Young Tom. The reason we call him Young, he's from Tampa area now, and the reason why we call him Young Tom is because when we were on the Scotland trip, Another dear friend of ours, Tom Kennedy, was with us, and, and Tom's the one that, that's an aficionado about using hickory-shafted clubs and all the rest. And so we had two Toms. We had one Tom, and we had the older Tom. So when you're in Scotland, if you have an old Tom and a young Tom, it makes sense, right? So we thus have deemed him young Tom. Young Tom. So Funny guy. Funny guy. Funny guy. Funny. You insulted him a little bit, you know. So That's what I'm here for. If not you, him. Oh. So last <laughs> night we go to this, this here to sports pub around the corner. That's right. It's called Legends. <laughs> and we were sitting in the, in the sports pub, and everybody was celebrating Donna for her, sh- her round of 86, which I would say because it was so tough, the conditions, wind, temperature, everything that went into yesterday's round. The course was soft from rain the, the day before. I would bet – that Donna's score of 86 gross was probably top five in terms of rounds that were shot. That's how, that's how tough the golf course was playing and how well she played by comparison. So young Tom sipping on a, on a, on a beer and, and clearly feeling emboldened by the beer and nachos. He, he mutters, but he's not quiet. He mutters. Yeah, but she did it from the ladies tees. <laughs> Heads snapped around like like poltergeist to look at Tom and, and the boldness, the rudeness of the comment that he made. And so sitting across from him was the Isle of Man, and he says to him, David, David says to him, he goes, you couldn't shoot 86 from the ladies' tees. And and now young Tom was all, <laughs> is he, is he going to do it today? So what happened was young Tom harrowed. Well, it's kind of historic surroundings. You're going to have a harumph. Mr. Johnson. Yes. So young Tom harumphs somebody. I don't know whether it was young Tom. I don't know whether it was Isle of Man. I don't know who it was, but somebody says, why don't you bet a hundred dollars on it? And again, young Tom was smiling and laughing and harumphing and blah, blah, blah. And so sure enough, and you know, you got a whole room full of, of, of all the listeners, all the fans. And sure enough, Numbers start flying around. Tom's Tom pounds the table, and young Tom says, I'm taking the bet. So he is playing from the ladies' tees today at the Donald Ross course with a lot of money on the line because some people backed him, some people didn't back him, more people didn't back him. But in any event, and he's 18, handicapped, I think, yeah. something like that. So he's playing from the ladies' tee today, which will be just around 5,000 yards, and for a ton of money, he has to shoot a round of 86 or better to not be out a ton of money because of his bold statement of what took place. So I thought you guys would like to know that. We'll keep you up to speed and exactly. The conditions will be perfect. For what? For shooting for him not shooting? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I get out there and start busting his chops a little bit. Well, I'm telling you, I, you know, we're getting, we're advancing so far. Like, like we have new camera here. You guys saw we have multiple cameras from the different shots today. You saw the one that's that's looking out. That's the opening holes that we were looking out in the back, right? Yeah, it's one, uh, one, two. For those of you on TV, uh, uh, Brendan is pointing to, to holes on your screen. On the right is the is uh, no, on the left. On is the left one. side by the water is number one. Number two runs behind it with the uh, volcano bunkers. Right now, hold on one second because people can't see it on the on the audio side of the listeners around the world. The first hole is this sweeping. You, you tee off from an elevated teeing ground and then it sweeps around a pond to the left, They're about sixty feet above the fairway. When you tee off, and then the the hole coming back is is that a par five? 
uh, three. Yeah, dog leg left coming over Valley of Death on the on the on the left. That one I remember from watching people on TV on that one. That you have yeah. to be very careful of. But the volcano bunkers that you were talking about, just just explain them visually to us and then how they came about. Well, when Pete was. When we were interviewing architects that come out here, there were a number of guys came out and they said, we can't do it, we can't do it. So Pete came out here about five times and he had a topography map and he picked out the 36 highest points of the golf course. And then he left, he came back, then he called Dave and Steve Ferguson up and said, I can do it, I can do it. So they met at a cafeteria. Of he could do it. And in our pro shop, sketched on a napkin, is Pete's plan. Oh, my god! So they were moving dirt. They, they hired a, had a timber contract going on. They lumbered all, all the all the forestry right away from here. And uh, they started moving dirt, tons of dirt, like millions of cubic tons of dirt. Yeah. And uh, there was a pile of dirt. And Austin Pete goes, put a bunker on top of it. And thus the volcano bunkers. So that, I think that's there's, genius. there's, there's uh, I think there's eight of them on the second hole on the right hand side. Uh, they're pretty amazing. True, then, uh, tr- absolute true yeah. genius. Yeah. That's the, that's the stuff that, it, that it, uh, someone that possesses that kind of insight and foresight, frankly, will do. And you also saw a shot, again, on the TV side, you saw a shot that we have from behind a statue here of Pete Dye. This shot that you're looking at is the brilliant sunshine. It's so bright, it's blowing away the camera on the live shot. But we can assure you we're so high up, and we showed up today, the clouds were in the valleys below yeah. us. It was so dramatic to watch the sun come up this morning. They still are. Here at this absolutely very special place. There's that shot again that is so inspiring and so incredible. That one, obviously, uh, Iris adjusted so that we can actually see it properly. First of all, though, to what went on this weekend, it was an incredible comeback victory for one of the biggest names in the game of golf, that name being Sergio Garcia. PGA Tour Radio provided us with this insight of all things that was. Yeah, uh, obviously the perfect way, the perfect ending uh, for, for an amazing week. Um, I uh, obviously knew that, that Pedrito uh, Molnati, uh, he, uh, he finished at 18, so I knew that uh, I needed to Birdie, one of the last, one of the last two or three uh, to uh, to get ahead. I um, I actually thought I birdie 17. I hit a great putt. I, I thought I made it. Unfortunately, I didn't. But uh, but then I stood up on on 18 and I and I did what I've been doing all week. You know, I trusted myself. I I aim down the right side of the fairway and just hit a hard draw. Uh, really really nice drive. It actually went quite long. Uh, because he was playing a little bit into the wind and it gave me the possibility to have an eight iron into the green instead of having a, a six or something like that. And then just, just hit, funny enough, my last win, Augusta, well, my last win on the PGA Tour at Augusta, you know, the eight iron on 15. Uh, this time it was the eight iron on, on 18. So, um, and to uh, almost hit the pin again uh, and to, to hit it that close, uh, obviously it was, it was a dream come true. Yeah, the great thing for me is that when uh, when I'm feeling it, I I don't feel like I even have to putt too well to to have a chance at winning or to win. Um, so with a with an average or just above average kind of putting week, if I'm playing the way I played this week, you know I I can give myself a chance of winning uh, almost every week. So obviously it's not easy to play the way I played this week, uh, every single week, because there's some weeks that you feel a little bit better, some weeks you feel a little bit worse. But, uh, 
but you know, it's my long game. It's it's always been a strength, and everyone knows that, and uh, that's what I rely on. But that doesn't mean that uh, that I don't work on on the short game too. Most of the times, but then uh, sometimes uh, when it starts feeling when it starts feeling really well, uh, really good, I I think oh, maybe I can just do it with my eyes open and and kind of do it normal. Uh, well, I mean. I guess my eyes closed is probably normal for me now, but um, but then I realized that you know I get too caught up in in trying to to make it too perfect instead of just letting myself do it. And uh, you know you don't have to hit a perfect putt every time to uh, to be able to to be able to to make it. Uh, and um, you know that's uh, that's what uh, that's what I've been working on, and that's what I'm gonna. Keep working on, so don't worry. Uh, I'm still going to be playing with my eyes closed for probably a long time, so uh, you guys probably won't have to ask me all the time. <laughs> well, Matt, thanks. Boy, a spectacular week of weather and spectacular. Dennis Paulson describes what Sergio Garcia did at the Sanderson Farms Championship. He's back in the win column and literally did it with his eyes closed this week. He did. Um, he knocked off two streaks that were running in this event first time winners six in a row and all of those first time winners were in the top seven in strokes gain putting Sergio finished 28th in that category he ball struck his way around this golf course but the putter with his eyes closed was really what did it for him he hit a lot of great shots but you got to complete those great shots and he did that this week I think you said 57 to 58 Earl 55 Is that right? out of 56 inside five feet and knocked it tight for the winning birdie at 18 and Dennis you're saying if he can putt like this there's a lot more wins in Sergio Garcia's career coming up oh absolutely everybody talking about ball strike or how far you could hit the ball how far you could hit the ball Sergio's hitting it 10 yards further than he did last year, so he's hitting it at a decent distance. And I defy anybody to come up with somebody who's driven the ball as well as he had over the last 20 years. He is one of the preeminent ball strikers of all time. If you could start a hole well, his iron play is second to none. I mean, very few guys can hit it better than him. And now if he's got serviceable putting, very similar to, say, a Rory McIlroy, he doesn't have to be the best putter, just got to be a good putter. And nearly perfect with that putter. So impressive for Sergio Garcia's win, Matt, next week. It's on to Vegas for the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. And we're gambling on the fact that it's going to be another great event on the PGA Tour, Earl and DP. Thank you very much for that. You also heard from Sergio Garcia, the best of, in his post-tournament press conference talking about, of course, putting with the eyes closed and all the rest that goes with it. Now, it was Peter Malnati that posted more than 90 minutes before the leaders teed off that 63 that was so impressive that it hung right until that final dramatic shot by Sergio for his last birdie. And Peter had this to say afterwards, and this is why it is so easy to be a fan of Peter Malnati. Peter, well, Matt, thanks. Today. Boy, a spectacular week of weather and spectacular. Dennis Paulson describes what Sergio Garcia did at the Sanderson uh, um, Farms Championship. Yeah, He's to, back in the wind. Hard to find a better one than that. Um, yeah, that was just that was just great. I've really been playing well all week um, and feeling like I was kind of on the cusp of putting together a low one. Um, so to go out and do it on a Sunday at a place that is so special to me, um, man, what what a day. You hit some big shots, but the one at 15, over near the tree line, the vines hanging down. I thought it was going to mess up your backswing. And how did you pull off that second shot? Luck. Um, so I was, I was trying there. I, you know, I got hit a bad tee shot, got lucky to have my ball somewhere where I could hit it. Um, 
and I was looking at it, and I thought, you know, if I hit a great shot here, I can get it over on the, the I guess from the fairway, it would be the back right part of the green and give myself, you know, 50 feet, but an uphill into the green. I thought, I can get out of here with a par after that tee shot. Um, and, you know, I hit the pitch shot, and I, I, I really hit it just absolutely perfectly, but I didn't carry it quite far enough, and it landed in the fluffy Bermuda rough and just killed it out there to probably five or six feet. And then, I mean, that was... My goal there was to hit a great shot to hit it to 40 feet, and I hit it to six feet. So, so that's the kind of stuff that has to happen when you when you got it going your way. Um, so I'll just I'll just take it. Five years ago, when you won, you were 18 under par here. Now you're 18 under again. You think you've done enough to maybe win this thing for the second time? You know, the back nine today, I feel like you know the weather as it has been all week is absolutely perfect. The back nine, there are lots and lots of birdie opportunities, but. You know, you got to be in position. If you're out of position off the tee, those birdie opportunities are working hard for par opportunities. So, I mean, I think it, in the position I'm in right now, I doubt that will hold up to be the winning score, but it's in there with a chance. So it's pretty cool. So what do you do with yourself now over the next hour and 15 minutes? Uh, go hop in the pool with my little boy and then come back. Good plan. Thanks. Great round of golf. Thank you very much, Doug. It was a great round of golf, and like we said, it's why Peter is so easy to be a fan of. You can tell I've been joined by somebody else. You heard me tell the story about what young Tom said and how that somehow turned itself into a major bet. This is the Isle of Man. This is David that made the bet with him and picked up on the fact that when he said, well, she did it from the ladies' tees, and you said you couldn't shoot an 86 from the ladies' tee. Yeah, I said you couldn't shoot an uh, 86 from the ladies' tee, and – I bet you $100 you can't do it. Oh, so you were the one that I made the, the initial wager. How much has it grown to already? Well, they, I don't think uh, young Tom wanted to take any more action. And actually, <laughs> actually, I didn't really want to take that much action myself. So what I did uh, was somebody chimed in on my side and said, um, you know, I'll take some of that. And I said, well, let's do this. Why don't we split it? I don't want to lose $100. I don't think I'm going to lose $100, but I'd rather lose 50 than 100 and I, I'm okay collecting 50 from Young Tom. There we go. So the the it is set. Now, we're playing together today right. with Young Tom and Wendy's Dave Thomas, right? His uh, name is really Dave Thomas. That's yes. why we say that, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be our foursome, correct? It's either Dave or Bruce. I can't remember which. I think it's Dave. Okay. Because it Dave, be. David is his chief, chief nemesis anyway. Okay. So he he has he'll actually have someone out there cheering right. for him to That's not right. accomplish the goal the way those two bet against each other and carry on. So there you go. You heard it him heard it from the Isle of Man himself in terms of how it all came down and how it all went about. Now this weekend there was an inspirational victory by Mel Reed as well, the 33 year old who many thought would hit the mark early. Her mother died when they were in Germany for a tournament eight years ago. It has been a struggle to rediscover the form of a champion. But she won for the first time on the LPGA yesterday at the ShopRite Classic, and it was a great celebration. Here's Mel Reed talking about the significance of the same. Yeah, I don't really think it's sunk in yet. Um, obviously, it's amazing to have like all you know a lot of friends come out with champagne. I love champagne, um, so it was nice to do it. I've not had that feeling for a long time, so just uh, relief, honestly. Like I wanted to put things right from Portland. Um, and yeah, just felt like I handled things a lot better today than I did the final run in Portland. So just absolutely made up to, to be holding the trophy. Yeah, I mean, people have been talking about, you know, my talent for a long time, but I've just never really 
got anywhere close to what I thought I would be. And then, you know, since I've worked with my psychologist, like I think something has certainly shifted in my mindset, which is, you know, quite obvious in the last three or four weeks. So just uh, even like I miss a cut in Arkansas, but I've, me and Des were talking about it in my caddy and we felt like we made quite a big gain there. Um, and then we just took that momentum in from a to Portland to here. So... Yeah, just feeling pretty good, and I'm just feeling very, very happy with the way my team is all kind of molded together now, and um, yeah, just just feeling pretty good about life right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show, doesn't it? Um, you know, no matter what life throws at you, it depends how you handle it. Um, you know, I made a huge sacrifice moving to America, leaving my comfort zone, leaving my friends and my family, and it's paid off. Um, you know, I've, I wanted to be a world-class athlete, I've always wanted to be a world-class athlete, and to finally get the job done is just a huge sigh of relief. Like, no matter what, now people can't take away the fact that I'm an LPGA winner, you know, against a world-class field. So, you know, it just goes to show you just got to just gotta keep going. You know, things will get tough. I will have tough years as well ahead of me. But, you know, as long as you just keep, keep your head down and keep doing the right things and, you know, good things will happen to good people. And so, um, yeah, just, just really lost for words honestly to be honest with you like that I've managed to win um, I knew it was always in there and just great to finally get it done uh, with, the, with the major championship around the corner what is a low key Mel Reed celebration pretty <laughs> high key like? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big trophy so I'm going to have to fill it up with something um, so we'll see how low key it is but I've got all, yeah look at look at I reckon I can fit a few beers in it. I don't know, but we'll see. But um, I reckon you can. Yeah, well, I'll do my best to fill it anyway. But uh, yeah, obviously I've got to do a little bit of work tomorrow. It's a major week, so I won't be too crazy. But I mean, I'm definitely going to celebrate. <laughs> what I loved about it was when all of her friends came out on the green yesterday and were absolutely just spraying her with champagne. At one point, Melry grabs one of the bottles and just starts swigging it. The celebration starts right now. Congratulations. A very popular win on the LPGA, just as it was a very popular one on the PGA Tour as well. Certainly some great golf. Some great golf right here where we are live at the French Lick Resort. And so, Brendan Sweeney, for if people want more information on any of the stuff that we've talked about already or the incredibly beautiful things that we've shown you here at the Pete Dye course and also at the Donald Ross course so far, how can they get more information? What's the best way to get it? Well, obviously through the Internet. Okay. So, FrenchLick.com. Uh, we have a great social media buzz, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, what, whatnot, Instagram. And uh, it's been interesting during these times. At the beginning of the year, we lost all of our association work. So the Indiana Association of XYZ, all, all the banquets and all the conferences were, were canceled. Sure. But as the year went on, our T-sheets are filled. I mean, we're doing, you know, a awesome, couple, couple hundred golfers a day out here. So, and, and people are not just coming from Indiana. They're coming from all over. Yeah. So you took, you know, uh, talking to a guy yesterday from Maine, I had, uh, New Mexico, Michigan, obviously. Uh, and yeah, there's West Baden right there. It's a fabulous property. There's an overview flyover right there. The West Baden Springs Hotel was the, was the eighth wonder of the world. It was built in 277 days in 1901. And it was the largest freestanding dome from 1901 to 1963 when they built the Astrodome. So it's pretty cool. You guys are staying there. It's amazing. And I then, love it. then around the corner, we have the Wilston Ranch, which is a, a, a wildlife uh, refuge. And uh, it's, you know, the Carlsbad of America right there. F- fun for families. 
there's some cool video. If you're if you're watching yeah. this on the television side, we're beta testing through Facebook and through YouTube, and it's available around the world for free. And frankly, I have to thank all you guys because the numbers coming back on the TV side are staggering already, and we didn't expect it to catch on when we haven't even told anybody. But what we're showing you is just various what we call in the business B-roll, some of it historic, Yep. Some of it pre-restoration from the early and mid '90s, and some of it from today. So it it's all really cool if you get a chance to see any of it, or if you're listening to us on the audio side around the world and want to check this out later on when you get the show on demand, you can do that as well. Because I'm sure that uh, Dom and Andrew and and Dada and CJ are all going to have it set up. Our friend Kevin is here helping us this morning. As well, we appreciate everybody's help in doing it. So you could see there's a zillion things to do here. Yeah. I mean, literally, there's some right down to the, the bowling alley and the no, pizza it could place. Be, it could be one of the oldest bowling alleys in the United States. No kidding. Yeah, well, 1901. How many how many places are still around? But that's around? at the other hotel. It's at the French Lick Springs Hotel. Yeah, we have uh, 12 lanes. And the French Lick Springs Hotel, when you walk in there, the, the lobby's all gilded in yep. gold. And and one of my favorite places here, it's, it's, a, it's a small thing, but I love it. They have a, a hallway where it has pictures of all the different stars and dignitaries that yeah. have stayed here before. You talk oh, yeah. about like Bing Crosby and Well, we just lost Mac Davis and yeah. Helen Reddy, and they're both on the wall. Very cool. Uh, but John Eckberg from the Cook Group, he's our historian. He'll be down here tomorrow to talk about the wall. Yeah, we're actually planning on dedicating part of tomorrow's show, just so you know, to the history of this incredible place. I thought because... you were gonna say Helen Reddy. I am woman and I am strong. Uh, it is such roar. an incredible place. It, what was the song, Donna? You told me she had another one from uh, Pete's Dragon. She was she was the singer for that as well. Absolute legend. Rest in peace to Helen Reddy with uh, passing this week. And, and as uh, Brendan said, Mac Davis too also passed away. A lot of a lot of us entertainers and and a lot of sports stars have been lost uh, unfortunately in 2020. Well, if if you look back um, at the the history of Las Vegas. We were Vegas before Vegas was Vegas. Railroad Town, we had 12 casinos in there. Dave could talk about this in a minute. 12 casinos? Yeah. Absolutely. No kidding. There were nine trains a day that came through here. Well, there's, there's a, a huge and beautiful casino here right now, too, as, as part of it. We haven't even talked about that. I'm sure that's a huge. That is the dog that wags the tail, that's my That's the man. dog that wags the tail, Absolutely. as he put it. So, FrenchLick.com is the website, so you, you guys can get started with all the information that you need there. Now, everyone that's playing golf here this week, Got a set of Ben Hogan irons. Oh, yeah. And Those are sexy clubs. I felt like a parent of a five-year-old on Christmas morning. That's how exciting it was when everybody had these clubs. And BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to check them out. But the clubs that they pulled out of the boxes were all customized, which was another story that was classic in and of itself. We had no idea the degree of, of customization. One, I think it was, I think it was David, Isle of Man. He showed me his set. He has the Icon irons, which is the blade style in the scoring irons, and then he has the PTX Pro irons in the middle of his line. Uh, Heavy, who's now semi, he's got. He went with hybrids instead of the long irons for his. So we did all kinds of customization. You can as well by logging on to BenHoganGolf.com, and you're going to save forty percent, fifty percent retail markup because the relationship is direct between you. And then we're going to talk more about the playing experience on these two fantastic golf courses. When we come back, we're going to be joined by our friend Dave Harner, who's the director of golf operations here at the French Lick Resort. And Brendan will be will be my wingman throughout all of this. As I mentioned, he's the director of golf media and player development here at French Lick. Back with more of the Fairways of Life show live on this Monday morning after this A glorious morning. It is that.
Look at that. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices paint and music at a cosy pub but most of all enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there is something for everyone from kids fest to shopping, bowling, golf and other outdoor activities or at the West Baden Springs Hotel you can wrap yourself in old world elegance Visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern lower peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Welcome back. You're looking at a live shot. If you're joining us on the television side around the world, the Fairways of Life show is beta testing through both Facebook and on YouTube, just a couple of the outlets. And that shot is, as we keep stressing, off the back of this mansion. And that is live. And it's going to continue to get even more dramatic as the sun continues to rise up over the pinnacle here and, and bathe the entire golf course in sunshine. It is quite dramatic indeed. Dave Harner is the director of golf operations here at the French Lick Resort. And I just asked Dave if he knew about the story about what happened 
at the Donald Ross course. And if you guys are just joining us, if you weren't with us earlier in, in this live show, we told a story that my wife Donna shot the round of her life yesterday at the Donna Ross course. She shot an 86, 21 handicap shot an 86. Had a birdie on the par 411th, which I can assure you she'll be the only one that had a birdie on the par 411th yesterday. It was playing so tough. So she just played. It was just one of these inspired rounds, brilliant round. And so she's being celebrated in Legends, the sports pub downtown. Right. right. And one of the guys that's on the trip, because we had multiple Toms, we call him Young Tom. He got the nickname when we were in Scotland. And Young Tom, through his beer, seethes, well, she did it from the ladies' tees. Back to the beer. And Isle of Man, who was on with us earlier, Dave goes to her, you couldn't shoot an 86 from the ladies' tees. <laughs> and he kind of harumped a little bit. and all, this. all of a sudden, Dave bets him $100 he couldn't do it. Other people are jumping in. I'm not actually sure where the bet was at because Dave said he, I guess he he sold off some of the debt. I don't know what he did. What's going on? In any event, young Tom, who's from the Tampa area, is going to play from the ladies' tees today, and he's going to try to match or better Donna's score of 86. He's like an 18 handicap. And I'll tell you what, I don't think, he, he thinks it's because he's going to hit the ball farther. Okay, you are. Then what Donna hit or drives, I know that. But in this golf course, it's it's not about the brawn. It's about the brain. It's about placement and about these greens and staying below the hole and, and hitting brilliant putts. And I don't know, dude. I, I don't know if I if – I... Position and length off the tee is not all the game there. That's for sure. You know, it's from uh, from 100 yards in where it's won and lost. <laughs> there and, you uh, go. You so a good short game. Where would you put your money on that one? I'd be a little nervous. You should be a little nervous. Last night, we weren't nervous at all. We had our, our banquet actually at your clubhouse at the Donald Ross course. It was fantastic. Your staff was brilliant. They had uh, ribeyes for everybody, and we, and we had – well, it was, it was ribeyes, and then there was uh, ribs you could pick from. There was a salmon you could pick from. I didn't remember the whole menu. It was, it was a bunch of different stuff. But they brought out the whole staff, and Brendan introduced everybody to us, including the chef. And the chef, at one point there, you can see the clubhouse. Uh, that's the second clubhouse that was built on the property. The first one burned down, and the second one was built in somewhere around the 20s. So the, the, the chef came out, gave us one of the great quotes. He said, look, after this meal tonight, if you go home hungry, it's your own fault. And it would have well have been. It was, it was a lovely evening. But we've had so much fun. On this property. I know that you that you domicile over there. That's where your office is. Could you talk to us about this unique golf course that is a Donald Ross course? I, you know, as I said there a minute ago, um, it's a course where everybody can get in the game. Because yes. the tee shot's not that important. The, the important part is to miss the greens in the right place. Try to be short of the pin. And, um, you know, make sure you play plenty of break in those putts because they do really, uh, really have some um, pronounced break. And if they've got speed, that even compounds it. It's at least a club more coming oh, yeah, into those yeah, greens. A lot of force carries. I think that's the big difference between that one and this one. Um, Alice Dye would never allow Pete to build a course with force carry. So um, she was such difference. a good balance for she, him she, too. She, she honestly, was, she was. I got to see him in action a few times, sometimes by accident. When you say, I I have to ask because you were an eyewitness to it. When you say in action, was I, it? A, uh, how do we phrase it? Was it a philosophical debate? Oh, it was it was that a heavy uh, philosophical debate. I was coming by the sixth fairway one morning, and and Pete and Alice were already out. And in the beginning, in the sixth approach, there was a really large bunker all the way across the front of the approach. And you know, Alice in her book 
talked about making the golf course playable for Mary Jones. I believe that was her character for the average woman golfer. Maybe it was Pete's, but um, I drove up and I said, well, Alice, is, uh, is Mary Jones going to be able to play this hole? And Pete made this hand signal, like, get the heck away from here, you know. And I, I said, well, is Mary Jones going to be able to play it? And he did you, it did you know you were flaming the fires? No, no. Not at that point, because I thought everything was done. We were under grass, <laughs> the irrigation. Was I mean, we were we were really good. And he waved me off the second time. And uh, at that point, she turned around and said, uh, Pete Dye, I can't believe that you did this to the women. <laughs> and forced the force carry because they couldn't run the ball in. Next morning, the bulldozers were there. Uh, they were rolling back sod. And they <laughs> like how you were blamed reduced, for it. <laughs> yeah, reduced the size of the bunker about 75%. So, uh, yeah, I got to see him in action. That's beautiful. And listen, don't be putting bunkers across approach areas, David. You can't do that for Pete Dye. Pete Dye, I couldn't believe it. The shots you're looking at on the TV side right now, that's the actual mansion that we're in. That's how special this place is. And you're looking at incredible video that Andrew's pulling up for you about this Pete Dye course. Look, I love this shot because that's the back of the the, the mansion that, that we have the camera set up on right now. And it's the sunrise that you saw. Donna did a thing this morning with one of our cameras where she did this time-lapse of the sunrise, which uh, you can see it here. This, is, this was this morning's sunrise, David. Check this out. Yes. You know, we, we never have the same sunrise, but we have great sunrises. Oh, it's so beautiful. And what you, that white you can see there, that's not a lake. That's not a lock. Those are the clouds. That's how high up we are. We were above the clouds in the valley. You know, I was uh, running a little behind this morning getting up here because we had a frost delay at our other golf course trying to get a, a group out. But um, as I got here, I got almost to the gate, and I got behind a, a car. And um, I thought how funny it would be if they were listening to your show and, and wondering who the next guest was, and here I'm behind them. Oh, you're fine. But, yeah, you're but, fine. But, uh, you know, they obviously hadn't been here before. They were driving like three miles an hour, taking in all the sights. You had to. And you have that. You know, they stop and take pictures here on arrival regularly in the mornings because you do get those views. And that same driveway and that same experience is what we had this morning. Of course, when we were on property here today, it was pitch black. Right. But you start to see the horizon crack with with beams. And so we did the same thing. We stopped coming in and looked at it because it, there was enough light. We're so high. There was enough light to illuminate those clouds in the valley below us. And it was so stunning, and that's why we set up that that time lapse camera right, that you guys yeah. just saw, that's, which that's which was perfect. great on all parts to see it. Uh, TourEdge.com, when you guys get a chance, log on there and see the full breadth of their line, pound for pound, the best value in the game from clubs that over a thousand, in fact, that are in play amongst the professional tours, right down to clubs that may be perfect for your daughter or your son or your grandchild. Getting them started in the game. These box sets, you can find it all. Lifetime warranty and everything they do as well. It is touredge.com. And Bridgestone is where you can ensure you have the best golf ball for your game. You can get VFIT at bridgestonegolf.com and find out which of the Tour B reactive cover urethane cover golf balls are perfect for you. Bridgestonegolf.com. So, David, when we talk about this golf course, the Pete Dye course, which we're going to play in mass tomorrow and we can't wait. Is there a philosophy here? Because you just laid it out. The recipe was pretty straightforward on the, on the Donald Ross course. What would it be if you were to give me the same here? Um, you know, I think this golf course can be very fair. Um, you know, we're anywhere from 4,500 yards to 8,102. 8,102. And I, I think whatever tee allows you to get a good shot in the fairway. Um, in other words, the, the, the regular tee, the white tee, is based on a 200-yard tee shot. You know, if you hit it a lot farther than that, 
back up a little bit. Yep. If you don't hit it that far, move forward. It. I mean, it's not a disgrace to move forward. I, I think that's that should be the theme of golf because many, many people just play it too long. No doubt about it. I mean, the average driving distance for men is 209 yards, so choose accordingly. But we're looking at pictures on the television side of this fantastic golf course. It almost is, and I'm not, I don't mean to be disparaging in saying this, it almost doesn't look real. No, that's true. That's true. Some of the shadows that you get now, that's obviously an evening shot. The sun's setting in the west to the left there. And it's, um, it just looks painted. And that's real. <laughs> and the canvas it was all painted on at one point, uh, Brendan was telling us earlier, this used to all be covered with deep forest through here? For the most, probably two-thirds of it. Probably two-thirds of it. What was it otherwise? Was it was it farmland? Was it pasture land at uh, one time? We had our uh, riding stables on the uh, west side, which is right in that area that you saw there. Um, that was the only open area on the golf course. If you guys are interested in anything that we're talking about here, as we mentioned earlier, Brendan told us probably the website's the best place to go because there's so much to do here beyond just the golf, but FrenchLick.com is where you can go for that information. How's it looking for you, David, in terms of 2021 with group outings and, and, and just kind of life and business coming back? I, I've been talking with my staff a little bit the last couple of days about next year, and, you know, I think that um, – it's fair to say that we didn't really get started this year until around the 1st of July. I mean, I think the uncertainty from March until the end of June was was there. People didn't really travel. We didn't know what was in store. We didn't know if golf was going to be able to stay open. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, we didn't even know if it would be open. So um, the fact that we opened in July, and ever since the first week in July, we've set record numbers. And, you know, if you'd have told Fantastic. me, if you'd have told me, at the end of June that you're going to break the record, all-time revenue record in September – um, without any corporate business, because they all canceled their meetings, I would have told you you were crazy. But yeah. we exceeded last year by about 20%. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And the weather's been amazing since we've been here as well. Cool in the morning and warm in the afternoon. Tomorrow's supposed to get almost up to 80 degrees. Uh, and as we're having fun bringing these shots to you and talking to you, I just got a text from a, a, a fan in Ireland that's that's watching all this and, and commenting on – actually Ben Hogan irons that they picked up in Europe as well and all excited about everything that they're seeing. So from wherever you are watching us or listening to us on the radio side around the world, just log on to FrenchLick.com and you can get in touch with everybody. I was telling David last night because when we went into the clubhouse for, for our first of our banquets with all of the listeners, I walked in through the golf shop. And I think that golf shop is one of the best merchandise golf shops I've ever seen. It's not huge in space, but every inch of space is efficiently used, and it's got something cool that you can look at. That's that's a credit to Rob Coons. He um, he does a great job with his merchandise out there. Rob, unfortunately, was unable to be with us this week due to some health issues, but uh, he's he's taken that shop, and it's uh, you know we did, we designed that shop. Connie Ferguson and Tom Coombs designed that shop with the period in mind. Yes. And I think they've done a really good job at, at preserving the historic look. And Rob has Very sort of played, so. he's sort of played into that. So um, good, good, good job. It, it has a distinctive classic feel to everything that's in there, whether you're buying a shirt, whether you're buying a hat or what have you. But what's also cool is it very much like behind us, of course, it's Pete and Alice die. But in, in that clubhouse, everywhere you see these, these classic photos, whether we're talking about LPGA legends or whether we're talking about Walter Hagen and winning the PGA there as well. So there's, there's all these photos. So everywhere you go, you feel immersed in the history. And then, of course, you get to see the great 
golf that can be played over there or here at the Pete Dye course as well. Really exciting. Really appreciate all the hospitality that you and your staff have shown us as ever, Dave. It's so much fun to be back here. You know, we we don't necessarily designate VIPs here because everyone's a VIP. I love that. We try to, we try to provide the be. same experience for everyone, whether yeah. they be a corporate executive or a a player who plays a municipal course five days a week and just wants a nice getaway. It's so it's that feeling that you're a member for the day or a member for the week that you're here, and they embrace it everywhere. I I noticed. I think it was, I think it was Brendan on Saturday when he was helping out with the starting as well, and 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 I heard a, a woman come he up. He's a him. great starter, by the way. He is a good starter. Yeah, a woman came up to him and and she said, although I have to tell a side before I say get into the woman. David said to me that morning, he goes, have you seen Brendan yet? And I said, no, I haven't seen him. David said, well, you'll hear him first. So in this case, what I did hear was this woman came up to, to Brendan and she, she said, can I ask you a question? And Brendan said, the answer is yes. What's the question? And that is the attitude here at the French Lick Resort with golf and more. Again, thank you so much. All right, it's Matt, thank absolute you. Absolute delight and, um, to see you. you know, hope we do it again. Uh, we'll definitely be doing it again. There's little doubt about that. We will do it again tomorrow morning as well, live from 8 a.m. around the world on the radio side and on the television side. And as you guys know, we are available on every major audio platform. And you can also get us around the globe, even on the beta test on YouTube or on Facebook, just look up Fairways of Life and you can see exactly what we're doing from wherever you are and have some fun with some of these beautiful photos that we're showing you back to that live shot looking out on the golf course, still waking up from its chilly slumber the night before. Perfect weather for growing that grass. Cannot wait to get back out onto it today. Thank you to all of you for your company. Until then, we'll see you. Bye for now.